everybody and welcome back to the Sideline Eye podcast. We're only after witnessing Armagh Trent Antrim in the athletic grounds to qualify for the quarterfinals of the Ulster Championship. I'm delighted to be joined by former Tyrone star Kyle Coney. And Kyle, you were on commentary duty there. It was one-sided and possibly for a Division 1 team taking on a Division 3 team, it's it's probably what was expected. Yeah, um, I suppose that's, that's what's expected whenever you look at... Um, the, the the divisions and the the golf and class you know obviously a division one team uh, against a division three team but uh, I was bitterly disappointed in, in Antrim um, I thought Andy McIntyre would have brought a physicality to it I thought um, he, he would have had a better game plan in terms of attack um, I said a number of times in the radio it looked as if it was very individualized some of their shot selection was really really poor. Although Ethan Rafferty didn't look totally comfortable with the way the ball was coming in, he was coming to claim them all. But I was just that wee bit disappointed now in Antrim and the performance they put up. And they played at Armagh here a few years ago under Andy McGinley. They just run out of steam that day. But for 40, 45 minutes, they give Armagh all, all they wanted. Um, and I had them just uh, tactically that wee bit better set up going forward. And then when you look at the three subs that Andy McIntyre made, he replaced the three boys that he did start. And that was, to me, uh, holding his hand up, admitting that he got it wrong. And I suppose. Bringing Pat Chivers in, it, it gave a bit of physicality in that forward line and Rory McCann already up there. You mentioned the, them long balls in. They did cause our much trouble. If they, I know Mickey Graham and Ryan McManaman were both here. If there was one thing to pick out from that, they're probably thinking that maybe they could get the Armagh full back line. Yeah, um, that could be uh, an option that they'll have looked at. You know, Paddy Lynch is a big man for Cavan. He'll be causing havoc um, around that area of the pitch. But yeah, the. Uh, I did notice that you know for Ethan Rafferty playing out the field and playing a lot of his football in the middle third where, where the you know keepers are kicking the balls. I found that he he was struggling a wee bit. Maybe I don't know if it was the flight of the ball or was it thinking that he had to come for every one of them. But there was a couple of times uh, the, the ball bounced favourably for Armagh. It didn't go into the net, but started the second half he come for one as well. And it bounced off his chest into the back of an Armagh or Antrim player and went wide. So. You would imagine, you know, if Mickey Graham and Ryan McManaman go back to analyse that, that'll be something that they'll they'll have taken away from it. But on the other hand, I was very impressed with his kickouts today. Um, I'd watched him in the warm-up and he, he, he was doing a lot of maybe about 65, maybe 55, 60 metre kickouts and you know, with no height drilling them. And, uh, and I was really, really impressed with that. And look, when you have a player like that who's so comfortable at taking the ball out the pitch, it gives you some asset for an overlap all the time and or Antrim today I would say he had more touches than some of the Antrim players um, so it gives them a great platform going forward It was notable against Tyrone I think it was Brian Kennedy track briefing every time he came up the field there was a couple of times today Antrim they just put a man on him every time he come up that, that's going to be a tactic that Calvin and any other team playing Arma are going to use in the future you'd imagine well, You have to like it's there's no the days of uh, you know letting a player it's different if that player that can't you know is coming out the field and you know he's coming solo in the ball you can see a, a clear goalie a, a mile away but a man who can play a field like that and can ping balls and Ethan's got a, a wand of a left foot so you, when, when he comes so far I would imagine teams will have a tactic if he comes beyond his 45 some they'll have a player designated to, to pick him up and you would you have to do that because that automatically creates an overlap you know um, because he's not afraid to go the whole way there was instant times today that he, he, he found himself you know nearly on the opposition 20 so he's comfortable going so you imagine anybody that's, that's you know Calvin going to play the next day somebody will be designated as soon as he goes to a certain distance you have to pick him up 
I don't know, he got a point from a free. I think he was mad looking a point from play in that second half as well. But talking about points from play and um, being a forward, Kyle, I suppose Connor Herbert would have caught your eye there the day. I know he picked up the BBC Man of the Match award. He had points, four from play, three frees and a mark. He, he was excellent today, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, I was really impressed with Connor the last league game out against Tyrone. Uh, you know, he probably took up the mantle of the free kicks after uh, Rain missed, that, missed out that day and then today again. But he, one thing that a forward loves and an inside forward loves is good delivery of kick passing inside. And I know Armagh had maybe went away from it a wee bit throughout their league campaign of, of getting that ball in quick and early, but they backed themselves today. They went on the front foot and you know, the likes of Rory Grugan, we talked about Ethan, Ethan Rafferty, Jamar Hall, you have those type of boys putting the ball in and Connor has got speed to get out in front. They still need finishing and you know he, he can do it off right and left and he, particularly there was one near the end, uh, an early ball in, he do, sold a nice dummy and knocked it over so it'll do his confidence, the, the world of good and do you know what, maybe it'll bring him to the fore that wee bit more with Rain O'Neill out of the picture for, the, you know, maybe whenever Rain comes back it'll give them another option of two scores, you know what I mean, because maybe Armagh have been struggling that wee bit outside of Rain O'Neill from play so you'd be impressed with him and one player I've been really impressed with today was Shane McPartland four points I think he got from middle of the field in his championship debut yeah, he'd have pulled the hand of you I'm sure if you had said that before the match started he, he was really impressive and probably what makes it more impress, impressive he got a few minutes against Tyrone in the league the last day and that was all he played in the league to come in here and okay Armagh had it all their own way but to come in kick four points and four really good points as well it was outstanding from Young McParland wasn't it? Yeah well look when you make your championship debut I know that Andrew might have posed a, a huge threat but you know he found him what he was doing was getting himself into the right positions you know he wasn't hanging back at the middle of the field being that defensive midfielder um, he was getting up he was getting involved in the taxi he won a few free kicks for, for Connor Turbot to, to pop over as well. So you, you have to be really impressed with that performance. There's not there's not, there's not more he could have done today, do you know what I mean? So um, he, he, he'll have a tougher day out the next day against Gavin, but it'll do his confidence the world of good with, with the performance like that. And Kyle, just before I let you go, Armagh through to the next round now. There's a lot of football to be played in the next couple of weeks. Who do you feel will go on and win the Ulster Championship? Do you feel Armagh have a, a really good chance or who do you see coming through? Look, we can rhyme off five or six teams that are going to fancy their championships or chances in the Ulster Championship. You're going to have Armagh, you're going to have um, Jerry, Monaghan and obviously Tyrone who are playing their trade all in Division 1. Jerry coming up, Armagh being ready, but they, they will all fancy their chances um, in that regard. I do believe Throne are in a good place. Uh, I said it uh, previously there that they, they have, uh, if anyone has been watching the games, they've made a shift in tactics in the last two league games. They've dropped a few more men back to protect, protect that full back line. Um, if they can find the balance between you know getting men back and getting keeping a couple of players up the pitch, I think that they're they're on till till, till a good way. So I do think Throne might be be fueling their their, their hurt a wee bit uh, and pinning their own themselves back against the wall because that's whenever Throne play their best football so I do think Tyrone might come out this year on, on top of the Ulster Championship Possible Tyrone normal Ulster final the way the draw is made too so maybe that'll be look, something to look forward to in the future as well Yeah and look Armagh haven't had a huge, hugely impressive record in, you know, in the Ulster Championship and I know that maybe teams are saying our focus I know Kieran McKeever said his focus was maybe on the round of 16 as such um, but I, I would imagine that's a, a, a line that they're throwing out there because you know Ulster Championship 
among Ulster teams means a huge lot. I know it mightn't be the same in other um, provincial championships, but Armagh will be gunning for an Ulster championship. You can be sure of that. And if they're on the same side of the draw as Tyrone, it'll be a tasty Ulster final. Hopefully it all comes out that way. Kyle, thanks very much for coming on. No bother talk. So I'm joined by Conleth Gilligan. Conleth, um, we're after witnessing Armagh getting a really comprehensive win over Antrim in the Ulster Championship. 20 points without Rain O'Neill on Andrew Mernon. Kieran McGinney would be delighted with that, I'm sure. Yeah, I think it was pretty much lose-lose for Armagh going into this today. They win by 10 or 12 points and they were playing a lower division team. They only won one or two and it's a disaster. So, look, I think they got out of it well. No injuries. They move on towards Cavan and I think, well, it wasn't brilliant overall you know they were very wasteful in front of goal um, they probably coughed up more chances than they, they should have but overall no injuries I think Shane McGinn will be delighted going into Cavan because he didn't really have to show his hand and with Mernon possibly coming back and Rain O'Neill you know they're starting to get real real options again and I just spoke to Kyle Coney and the two players he picked out were obviously Connor Turbot and Shane McParland were they for you Armagh's two best players and who else stood up for Armagh yeah, no, look, I think Armagh were, were better all over. You know, like five of their six forwards scored. You know, I think maybe only Duffy didn't get a score and he cut out a goal and a point in the first five minutes. So, look, I think there's loads of positives. I think Ben Creeley getting game time, you know, and especially Kieran Higgins coming back on off the bench and that gives them real options in terms of physicality. So, you know, look, McParland, it was hard to know him and Creeley hadn't played any league games. It probably was a gamble, but look, it paid off. You know, they were so dominant. And I suppose here today, the physicality of Armagh, versus Antrim was there to be seen. Cavan will be a wee bit further down the line. They'll be a wee bit better conditioned and they'll pose different questions. And, you know, they have been sitting back watching this and, and off the back of, of a league win, you know, Cavan will be really, really looking forward to that one, I would imagine. And Cavan, I suppose, Conleth, they've had a long time to prepare for it as well. They've had more than just the two weeks. I'm sure they were expecting Armagh to come through this. So already been qualified with two rounds left in the league, the league final, they've had now two weeks now, they'll be well prepared for Armagh, you'd imagine? Oh, they will. Like, I would imagine it's been a perfect run-in for them because, as you say, they'd qualified for the league through other results. So they, they took the foot of the gas for the Fermanagh game. Then they beat them in the league final and they've now watched here today and they've seen, they've got another week's training under their belt. You know, the, any injuries they have, they'll clear up. You know, the Lex McVitie was only coming back in that league final after a hamstring injury. So they'll be in a wee bit of a better position too and I think that could be one of the games of the championship because it'll be two teams obviously slugging it out you know especially with <laughs> Division 2 both teams will be there next year as well and just uh, I'd started asking you about the 20 points but again no goals Conleth and I think I spoke to Enoma um, about Armagh's lack of goals throughout the league they only got two and they weren't there's no such thing as bad goals but they weren't great goals a couple of chances today and just there was the score ball with Rory Grugan you mentioned Duffy's just not not getting them goal chances not getting the goals and that's probably a concern for Armagh yeah, look, it would be. Um, they did get in a number, a couple of times, you know, but you know, up to, you know, Grugan got in once, you know, Stephen Campbell came and nearly got in once. So they, they're nearly there. It's nearly clicking. And, and I think that's maybe a good sign after the first round. If you show everything here today, then teams are able to come up with the antidote for that. They've showed they're nearly there. You know, they're, they're hard running off the ball. You know, they, they were just so dominant. Like, I think it will come for them. Um, will it be Calvin? You know, who knows? But like, both of them teams will be looking at a possibility of an Ulster final. Like, and that's, you know, that's a really, really big, uh, big prize for either team. I think something Armagh fans would be really happy about was the quick start. It was putting doubts in Antrim's head straight away. I think Armagh went five or six points up straight away and put themselves in the driving seat. That, that, that was really important for Armagh. Just 
don't give Antrim any hope as, as as if they had of you know Antrim could have built on that and made it a tighter game and Armagh didn't want that no they could have like Armagh lost the toss Antrim opted to play with the breeze so they, any advantage they were getting they'd got it there then they got a free right from the throw in they get down the field they get turned over and from the first turnover Armagh got a score and that really was a signal of intent the next ball they got in midfield it was turned over again so the first two scores were from turnovers where physically Armagh dominated so they didn't really give them much breathing space the game could have been out of sight you know Duffy kicked a bad wide then he had the goal chance had that had happened you know that was going to be 7 or 8 nil at that stage whereas it was sort of 3 nil, 4 nil, and then it went to 5-1 and it just meant that Antrim still had a wee bit of a glimmer of hope Armagh really didn't pull away but I think going into the game you probably didn't want to win by too much because you learn more from uh, from the game being a wee bit tighter and just for the remainder of the championship Conleth how much of a chance do you give this Armagh team to go on and win the Ulster championship because I suppose looking at the draw they're on the quote unquote easier side of the draw I don't think Calvin have been taking that too lightly but do you think Armagh can go on and win this Ulster championship based on what you've seen today I, well, when I spoke to you the last day, obviously those things were at a low ebb because Armagh had been relegated and I, I felt at that stage it wasn't just as bad as that. I thought there was probably more scope in Armagh. I still think there's more scope in Armagh. You know, I thought last year, you know, they're in my really good shot to win an Ulster. I think they're in my really good shot again this year winning an Ulster. But on paper, is very different from, from on the pitch. And, you know, they have to now deliver that type of performance. And, and they are capable of it. They have the players to do it. They have the forwards to do it. Defensively, they're getting very, very sound. So from that point of view, like, I think, you know, they'll be looking at Ulster with very real possibilities. Good stuff, Connell. Thanks Good for coming on. Hey, thank you. So I'm delighted to be joined by Michael Murphy. Michael, what was it like watching Armagh instead of being stuck in the middle of uh, playing them? Like it's it was an easy win for Armagh coming here, and it was probably one that we expected that, that Armagh would win easily. I listen. I think you know everybody you know coming here today. I think the script was 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 written really. They expected Armagh to win comfortably. Antrim maybe to cause a bit of a fright, especially when we seen the the lineups and maybe a couple of the Armagh more more dominant names out. But you know, I think here McGinney and and all the boys and the, the team themselves after maybe the, the last two uh, league outings where where games didn't go maybe as they as they would have liked or as they would have planned. Um, you know, they would have been delighted to get that running around game under their belt there today. Um, great for the likes of Connor Turbot, you know, just to see him out there today and standing up. I think it's a, another seventy minutes to see him. He looked really, really comfortable out there. He looks a player that can that can play at this stage and and just was really, really comfortable at this stage. So I think with them, without the likes of Rain O'Neill and, and Andrew Mernon around, who were their I suppose two chief marksmen throughout the throughout the league, um, I think it was good for them. Our mass set of forwards to get out there today and, and just try and get their eye in and get their shooting in, you know. But um, that's really what it was, you know, trying to look at, at Antrim and what. They brought to it, you know. They brought a bit of huff and puff to it, but they didn't really bring much method to the to the game at all. And I suppose Michael, having been relegated, um, Armagh, they needed to come out here and maybe prove a point for themselves more so than anything else. And it would be a bit of a morale booster now, kicking twenty points without Rain O'Neill and Andrew Mernon. Yeah, I think that's it. And it's getting out there. You know, I always knew yourself from from playing games. You know that. Uh, you know, after a defeat, you really want to just get back in the back in the grass again. You know, and they're back in the grass with them. 
done a couple of weeks, you know, and getting back out there. So um, they would have been delighted to get out here in front of their home ground on a patch that they know um, and to start off the way they started to. You know, if any shock was going to be on the carriage here today, you were going to see it maybe within the first 10, 15 minutes within the, the first half of that first half. You know, Armagh raced into a command and lead 6-1, I think, you know, at one stage there and, and just looked comfortable, knew what they were about, knew what they were doing. They were able to run the changes around the bench in the second half. And as I say, it's just a good good opportunity for them. You know, after that game there today, that league performances now are put to bed and they're looking solely ahead now to Cavan in a, in a couple of weeks' time. I suppose the goal would have been a concern for Armagh, the fact that Connor Stewart just, he just seemed to race through the heart of the defence and didn't, I think it was Aaron McKay, sort of knew if he went to him, he was leaving his man free and it was a top-in goal. But would that have been a concern for Armagh that he got through so easily or was the game sort of gone by that stage and it's okay to switch off? Well, no, listen, that was the start of the second half. You know, we were speaking at half time. We felt that, you know, Antrim are going to need goals. Um, and, you know, they brought a bit more bite and a bit more dynamism in the second half to the game. But, you know, it was a, you know, an, an attack that went through. It was over the top, Connor Stewart, and he took the, took the, took the finish really, really well. But they had a goal chance of kind of, at the, right after that a Rory McCann a high ball to the square uh, kind of came off uh, Rory McCann and if that had went in maybe things would have changed but it was really really hard to see Antrim really coming coming back into it you know from their map perspective as I say again they took some really really good scores in that second half you know um, you know midfielder Partland some unbelievable scores there in that second half four four for him and as I say uh, you know Conor Turbot you know in there kicking kick the scores that he did was really good a couple of occasions might have felt that there was goal chances on and a bit more ruthless streak in them you would have liked to have seen especially for a team that's only scored two goals in the National League so far you would have liked to have seen yeah go for the juggler and go for the goal but listen they ticked the box they've done the job they're on the cavern and you know they'll be looking forward to that and ju- just as a forward Michael how frustrating or annoying is that that Armagh aren't hitting the net like, as you mentioned the two in the league and one of them came from Ethan Rafferty so the, the Armagh forward line would they be frustrated with themselves that they can't get them goals over the line Listen, I think they will. I don't think it's something they're going to each game thinking about. You know, at the end of the day, they kicked 20 points there the day, a number of, you know, maybe wides and balls that drop short alongside that too. So I don't think they'll be dwelling on it too much when they present themselves. You know, there was a couple of openings there, even in the first half, when they were chipping some nice points. There were a couple of chances you felt that, you know what, if they had a buried their head down and went and took their man on and gone for the juggler, they might have got in there. But listen, they were happy to take their points. So listen, next day out against Cavan's another opportunity for them. Uh, but I don't think they'll be too worried about not getting goals, you know, if they're keep clapping the points the way they're clapping them, when the goal chance is open they will they will they will get take that opportunity. That opportunity when the ball was squared to, to Rui Grugan. I can't remember who was coming on along the end line that time. You would have definitely said a ruthless streak there. Your man would have absolutely hammered the ball rather than flicking it across to Grugan who was in the square. But listen, that's it. They'll won't dwell on it. They'll get back in the training ground kicking 20 points no matter what the opposition still good kicking and um, you know bigger day out against Cavan I think Cavan's waiting there they've been waiting I think all year they realise that this is their opportunity to to get into the um, you know basically to get into the Sam Maguire stages you know so that's what's going to be riding on this game for, 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 for from a Cavan point of view you know And just before I let you go Michael if you had to call it at the minute who would you see coming through that game? I think it's going to be a humdinger. You know, I've seen Cavan yet. They've been coming from, from Division 3. I've watched them once or twice this year in the league. And, and you know, they look they look good. They look to be motoring quite well. They have pace in their forward line, which, you know, Cavan used to be, you know, always known as quite a big team. But they have really, really strong pace there in their forward line. And, you know, you never underestimate a team they, they've been coming through, I suppose, Division 3. They've cruised through it relatively easy. Maybe that one defeat against Antrim. 
they've been looking at this game from well, well down the track. You know, they knew they were going to be playing Arma. They knew it's likely in Breffney Park. Um, you know, so it's you know it's, it's a real, real big one for for both sets of teams. Um, and you know, but you know, you would have to say that Arma still have room and improvement here today. And you know, Laddle Wright getting that getting Rain O'Neill back, Andrew Martin be two massive additions onto them too. So it's going to be a humdinger. You would have to say Arma are still still favourites heading into it. Um, but you know, just for the fact that Kevin have been looking at this game from so far down the track, they're going to be a dangerous opposition. Good stuff, Michael. Thanks for coming on. Right.